Today's podcast is brought to you by that thing you really, really want to do but don't want to tell anybody about because it's so bad, but it's so good. Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. Today we talk about morality. As someone who was raised Roman Catholic, I'm talking Catholic the hard way. That's 12 years of Catholic school, a father in the clergy, and family and friends employed by the church. I'm no stranger to the concept of an ultimate morality. Whether I believe in it or not, that's a different story. Without question, I recognize the difference between right and wrong in my own life, but do I think that my value system should be the one that all other people follow? I don't know. Who am I to judge them? But that begs the question, if you don't think your morality is universally applicable, does that mean there's no such thing as actual morality? After all, if the value of the just or the unjust can be measured on a sliding scale, it kind of makes differentiating between the two pretty pointless. Because as long as the scales slide, no matter what anybody ever does, be it wholly righteous or completely heinous, you could always find some loose way to justify it all kind of being in the same ballpark. So maybe we do need to judge one another. But how do you judge others without being a judgmental asshole? And how do you judge yourself without becoming a self-crucifying disaster? This, to me, has always been the unsolvable equation of morality. Maybe the answer is to do the sound thing for yourself and not worry about the intentions or outcomes of anybody else's behaviors. Except your kids. Yeah, pass your rule book along to your kids. And also challenge whomever you marry to be the best person they can be, of course. And if your friends don't abide by the same ethical guidelines as you, try to change them. And if you can't change them, of course, you ditch them and find a new set of friends that think the way you do. Christ, this is starting to sound like a cult. And cults or religions or clubs or unions or gatherings or collectives or any other organization or institution that provokes singular thought amongst many individuals can be the thing that makes morality dangerous. That's not an absolute truth, but it's a strong possibility. And it's frightening, too, because absolute morality, that's the thing that often lights the fuse to hatred, torment, bloodshed, and misery. Still, flip side of the coin is just as scary, a morally unorganized landscape where anybody can do anything they want at any time without repercussion, a world without rules, well, that would probably cause hatred, torment, bloodshed, and misery. Obviously, there needs to be some balance, but who knows what that balance is? I sure don't. Maybe my guest today does. I first met this guy years ago on New York's Lower East Side where his comedy and his music and his comedic music all killed me. I met him for a second time at a screening of his magnificent film, Punching the Clown. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, I urge you to. In fact, it received the Audience Award at the Slam Dance Film Festival in 2009. He's had his own Comedy Central half-hour special, appeared on popular shows like Jimmy Kimmel and Bob and Tom. He's written songs for award-winning musicals, and his hilarious album, Why Haven't I Heard From You, contains the kind of brilliant material that made him a critic's choice with Billboard magazine. Also check out his wonderful, wonderful, wonderful web series, Henry's Kitchen, on YouTube, and You and Your Fucking Coffee, also on YouTube. Please welcome Henry Phillips. Hey, thanks, Joe. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Good, yeah. good, good. Got my fucking coffee. You do. <laughs> Henry did. If you've seen his web series, you'll know that it's about uh, your, the you and your fucking coffee web series. Mm -hmm. It's about a guy 
that yeah it, and it's sort of loosely based on reality um every time i ask somebody for coffee it always seems to set off some chain of events that leads to either a minor inconvenience or sometimes a whole disaster <laughs> you know um, yeah and you walked in today and i said can i get you anything and you went yeah sure water <laughs> and i said do you want some coffee and you went Oh, do you have coffee? And it, <laughs> well, I always am afraid to ask because I don't know if they're just saying it because it's sort of something that you offer. <laughs> no. But they really don't secretly want to make the fucking coffee. <laughs> no, it's easy. I get the Keurig over there, one shot, one kill. It's pretty cool. easy. You drop the cup in, that's it. And the, that's uh, awesome. And yeah, and so you want it. It literally felt like the scene, a scene from your web series. And then I actually had a giant mug like you have in your web <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. And then when I was recording the intro... You were making noise with the mug, and we had to start the intro again, like your web series. It's like an episode of your web series. <laughs> and what's so great is when you meet people that are not into coffee at all, because they did, like my friend Mike McCray. I don't know if you know McCray; he's a genius out yeah. of Austin. But um, he was talking about how his wife just doesn't get his coffee habit, and they'll pull over, and they'll go through all this crap when they're on a road trip, you know, trying to find a gas station, getting off the freeway to pick up something that she just thinks is the equivalent of dirt it's like oh i gotta go over and pick up dirt that i can mix with water it's like the, all the inconvenience that people are getting. if you don't if you're not into coffee you just don't get it you know it's so funny we, we did a monologue for the pete holmes show about coffee and the premise of the monologue was that pete wishes he could be a coffee person mm -hmm. and uh, several times in the monologue i believe I think these jokes stayed in where he said like he wants it to taste good, but it just tastes like dirty bean water <laughs> yeah. that was filtered through a dirt boot. And yeah. he's like sipping it like, did you get this from the dirt pile? <laughs> uh, I, I, so exactly. I think a lot of people feel that way. No, I know. And it's just so funny when, when somebody who thinks that sees somebody going through great lengths to get some, it's just like, I really got to eat shit right now. I just have to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to take several hours. It's going to cost a lot of money. Every one of those habits, uh, mm -hmm. every every sort of habit that's potentially bad for you, coffee, of course, being the least threatening oh, of yeah, all of those, yeah. but all of them, drugs, cigarettes, <laughs> booze, coffee, they all taste like shit. Oh, I know. And make you feel kind of shitty. But I mean, once it's in your veins, that's it, man. It's and part of your day. people don't know why you're doing it. Yeah. yeah, nobody ever gets it. People are like... <laughs> Why would you smoke pot at mid I'm just going to go suck the uh, exhaust out of this tailpipe here, if you don't mind, <laughs> for about five minutes. All right. Yeah, and if you were like, it gets my day going. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I'll deal with it. You know, it makes me a little jittery, a little woozy. But fuck <laughs> it. It's, it makes me think. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, do you have any uh, response? I mean, we're here oh, yeah, to yeah, talk no, about you, you, you asked a lot of great questions in there. Um, where, 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 where do you stay? I think a good launching off point. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, I was, uh, say this, I just want to say really quick, I am so glad that you're here to talk about this topic, because you've always been a guy that, uh, you, you've got a soul, and there's a weight to you, and I say that as a guy that also has a weight to me, yeah. like, you have the brooding, sort of contemplative, <laughs> like, what's the world, I don't know, man, oh, you absolutely. know, you yeah. have that thing going on when you look out at the world, and I was so happy that you picked this because I felt like you've probably pondered some some pretty pretty introspective qu questions when it comes to morality for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I've, sometimes I feel like people that don't think about this shit are just extremely much happier, healthier people. Absolutely. But somebody's got to think of it. And um, absolutely. So I was I was thinking not too long ago about morality and how there's certain things. Um, 
that we regard as morally acceptable in our society, or at least we sanction it with laws. You know, it's legal. You know, it's it's legal for uh, banks to do things that are, you know, questionable. It's like, well, you, you know, let the buyer beware or whatever, you know, you sort of phrasing things so that you feel like you're getting a certain deal, but the reality is that they're, you know, we've sort of accepted that as a morally okay thing to do, even though some people have problems with it. Yeah, but sure. then, but we're all sort of against, well, I don't think you should be able to go up to somebody and beat them in the head and take their money. Right. We all sort of assume that that's a bad thing to do morally. Right. Well, uh, here's the thing. And that's exactly up what until it, yeah. kind of recently, like, like I think like the knockout game is a good example of what we're talking about. Up until recently, walking up to somebody on the street and punching them in the head for whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. it was absurd. Yeah. It was like crazy people do that or or people that are drunk in bar brawls do that. Mm-hmm. But you don't just do that. Uh, you know, like, or, or, or muggers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There was always some motivation, even if the motivation was a twisted one, there was a motivation that where we all went, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for a small percentage of people. Now you see things like the knockout game where teenagers do that and just laugh about. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, when I start to go: Is are we? Is that a fading little bit, away? Uh, right? Sociopathic, maybe. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I mean, but but the thing that I was going to say is: Is it really morally wrong to go up to somebody, hit them, and take their stuff? Because in that person's philosophy, they might be thinking to themselves, "Well, no, I'm bigger than that person, so I should be entitled." That's the way that the, my universe works. If you're right. bigger than somebody. Which, you know what, that is no less um, viable of a, of a philosophy about morals than another person who says, no, I'm smarter than that person. I was able to figure out a way that they're going to pay me more money uh, on interest by accident, but they should have been smarter than that, you know? Right. But, so one of them's legal and one's not. And I think the most important thing is that all of these systems are arbitrary you know there's not one that's right and one that's wrong it's just that we as a society decide which place we want to live in it's like well we would rather not have to be scared that somebody's going to knock us in the head and sure and so we would we would rather do this and you could also say well we also think it's illegal um you know for you to deceive the public when you um you know advertise or whatever um we haven't really completely done that you know but all of these moral systems are just chosen by us and what kind of society that we want to live in. Well, my question to you then is, do you think that the prior should be illegal? Do you think it should be illegal to sort of swindle somebody right in front of their face with a, with a, with a languaged contract that, 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 that's, you know, that's, that's confusing and and ambiguous. I would rather it wasn't, you know, I mean, like you're fine with uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I would rather uh, it was illegal. Okay, and I'll tell you why because you know, I mean, we're comics and we go travel all over the place, and I, you know, sure. I don't bring a lawyer with me when I go to the rental car place, or if I go to you know a hotel or whatever. And, sure. And, and, and there's not often a problem, but every once in a while, there's something. You know, I mean, I, I remember, uh, there was, uh, there was an issue where I accidentally paid for the the prepaid gas and I didn't want it or whatever. And then it was a dispute afterward. And then it was like, well, yeah, you signed it and it was confusing. And this hasn't happened in a couple of years. I think they've gotten better at it, but it's like, I, we, we don't read all those terms and uh, conditions on all these uh, stupid agreements that we have, it's, you know? And yeah, um, I think that there should just be, uh, obviously these people aren't going to take their own responsibility and say, uh, well, 
because they're going to be trying to make as much money as possible. I'm not talking in specifics because I don't want to get controversial with which things that people want in society and which don't. But I'm just saying, as a general rule, I guess you could say, you know, like kind of white collar crime versus, uh, you know, the other, you know. Like like blue collar versus white collar. Well, yeah, but yeah. Here's, here's what's interesting to me with what you're saying is it seems like all all immoral action is based on one is based on all is the is all based on the exact same presumption which is uh, or the assumption that you aren't doing what you should be doing you should be more alert mm-hmm. when i'm walking towards you yeah. because if you're not i'll hit you take your money you should be more careful and well versed to read the contract to understand that i'm charging you the secret interest or the fake gas prices mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it is it's all kind of based in that it's all kind of this guy it's the sucker <laughs> yeah yeah it's the it's let the, the buyer technique. beware yeah that's and that's for all of it well I, and you i could say that even with like breaking and entering and murder and whatever like yeah. hey man should have had an alarm on your house well should've yeah exactly your place down a little harder and, and that's what i'm saying is like for for some reason everybody agrees that some of these things are wrong everybody thinks it's wrong to go in with a gun to a, a person's house and steal their stuff in society but people have issues about some of these other things like for example i met a guy when i was in indiana who worked for um the government and i asked him what he does and he says well you know when you pump gas into your car it says um you know twenty dollars or whatever and yeah. that's how much you just put in there how do you know that you just actually put you know, five gallons or whatever. How do you know that you actually put 20 gallons of gas or $20 worth of gas in there? Well, because the government goes in there and calibrates their stuff the same way the, uh, the FDA goes to restaurants or where you know, goes sure. to uh, food, you know, distributors or whatever. So the, this guy does that because otherwise these, <laughs> these gas stations will just be like, well, why don't we just say that you did $20? They're not <laughs> counting it. And then what would have to happen is we would all have to go around with measuring gas measuring cups and we'd have to put them in there. And how much time would that take? You know, that could be so, your new web series. Yeah, exactly. You and your fucking gas, you know, <laughs> but it's like, uh, we don't want to have to do that. It takes up yeah. time. And so eventually we just say, all right, it's illegal the government's going to say it's illegal to not put in the amount of gas that you're telling somebody that they're getting, even though the gas station could be like, well, they should just use a measuring cup, whatever, you know, and then they should you know, be smarter. This is a whole other thing, uh, you know, sort of offshoot of that. But now we have a completely untrustworthy institution monitoring the trustworthiness of smaller institutions. So that's what's so fucked. That's even more fucked to me. Oh, that, the government. You yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Like they're stepping in and going, we're going to make sure these guys aren't fucking around with you. Well, you're going to make sure until there's a reason for you to let some shit slide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's money involved. Yeah, the pe- people ultimately are corrupt. You know, politicians can be bought. You know? Say it all the time. I used to have a routine in my act. It never worked because uh, it was basically, I would just say, you were born bad. Mm-hmm. And it was just this sort of tirade about like people are born bad and here here's the proof when when somebody becomes an adult you say that guy really matured he really grew up um children are cruel kids can be so harsh you know children make fun of other children on the playground no mother is teaching the child to do that no parent says go make the kid cry it's just what you do read lord of the flies drop six babies into the wilderness and see how fucking nice they are to each other once they get hungry 
You know what I mean? That's totally my theory. You have to be taught to holler and not to hit. Uh, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. have to be taught to yell and not to shove. Um, and I believe 100% across the board that you're born with, with full lizard brain going a mile a fucking minute, which is nasty. Snakes are nasty. You can tell mm -hmm. me all you want that they're more scared of me than I am of them. I don't buy it. Yeah, they're yeah. bullshit. The, the bottom line is that even if that's true, a snake's first instinct is I'm going to bite this guy mm -hmm. and that's going to kill him. And I think people are born that way too. And I think it just, you know, and it, like you said, with politicians can become corrupt or whatever. Remember that was part of the bit too, like saying like, you know, well, we want, we, we, we want it the best of both ways. We want to say, well, judges take bribes and cops are corrupt and politicians are dirty, mm -hmm. but people are good. It's yeah. not, no, it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's, it's completely bullshit. It's just, you get to the, to the place, the position where you have just enough money and just enough power to start letting some moral shit slide. Yeah. And, I, and you probably justify it in your own way. You say, well, I, I kind of believe this also. So I'm just going to sort of help it along a little bit. And if somebody wants to pay me for their interests, you know, sure. Well, mm -hmm. the scary thing is to a certain extent, I get it. You know, like when people complain about politicians, like, oh, they just want to wash the backs of their friends. And I go, yeah, that's what everybody does at their job. Yeah. When I worked at a record store, <laughs> they told me I could only yeah. give the discount to my family. I gave the discount to any girl I wanted to hit on. Oh, yeah. To any friend that came in. When you work in a restaurant, you give your friends free fries and free wings. When you bartend, you give your friends free shots. Yeah, yeah. That's all politicians are doing. Oh, they're I know. Just, they yeah. have the biggest bar, and they're hooking up their buddies. Yeah. Everybody does that. Doesn't make it right. I'm just saying that's no, what everybody true. does. Well, there's, um, there's uh, a couple of uh, philosophers that had their own uh, takes on morality, and uh, sure. one of them is Immanuel Kant, who had this thing called the categorical imperative, Mm -hmm. And he said that, I mean, in a nutshell, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's sort of like the golden rule, do unto others, you know, but it's a little bit more of a, a practical approach to it. And it was right. every action that you do, um, in order to be moral, it has to be something that you would be okay if that was a universal law, that, that, that everybody was able to do that. Right. Okay. So it's sort of a variation on the thing. So if a guy says, well, I think I should be able to go up behind somebody and hit them in the head and take their money. That person could either say, well, that is, is morally right to me because I'll just watch my back all the time. Or mm -hmm. I don't want to watch my back all the time. I think I'd rather live in a society where that's just something that you can't do. So I won't mm -hmm. do it to people. And then hopefully somebody won't do it to me. Right. And well, that's also the justification for when that's that's the most common argument for when you say to somebody, if you don't believe in the higher power, mm -hmm. what's the point of all this? And they that's the answer always. Yeah, because it's, it's living the best because somehow or another we have and, yeah. to come up with something because we're all in this together. Exactly. You know? and, and and I think you said it in your intro um, about bloodshed and everything like that. I mean, yeah, when two civilizations have different morality and eventually they have to coincide, it's going to be awful because we're eating um, the animal that they consider to be sacred, you know, or we're doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're killing uh, fetuses and we don't, we think that that's the equivalent of murder or we're sure. killing uh, criminals and they think that's the equivalent of murder. 
Or you're and, fucking the wrong person. Yeah. Whatever it is. And and it's like if you look at um the Bible, you know, there there are things in there, um obviously, you know, it, it says that if if you work on a Sunday, for example, that according to the Bible, you it's okay that you should be punished to death. That's a punishable by death mm-hmm. offense. And it says it right there in the Bible. I think that right now everybody agrees that's not that wouldn't be moral. That would yeah. be too much. Right. But that was actually something that they believed, you know, and then there's tons of things like that. So it changes over time. So if it changes, then was it ever, you know, right? Very in- well, very yeah. interesting that you that you bring up the evolution of morality because we were actually, I was talking with Pete at work uh, yesterday about this. He was mentioning a study he had read about how in a certain number of years they will probably be able to pinpoint all immoral behavior, all crime, murder, um, you know, sexual offense, whatever it is, yeah. to a malfunction in your brain. There will come a time when possibly, possibly, it's scientific theory at this point, but you know, but it seems, I guess, likely or po- very possible that there will come a time where we'll have such an understanding of the brain, they'd be able to say, he murdered a guy because, look, this little area here yeah. is... And, and of course, you know, say malfunction. It, I mean, I agree it's a malf. I think I agree it's bad, yeah. but it it does sort of go along with that thing of forgetting that morality is uh, arbitrary. Like for example, maybe that that's just a person saying, "Well, look, I I think what this person's doing is wrong. They wronged me, and I'm going to kill that person, even for whatever reason." Mm-hmm. And yeah, that could be traced to a certain part of the brain that doesn't want to go along with whatever society has already deemed illegal or whatever. I well, I, I I'm fascinated by by the concept of it because of 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 the sort of miswired brain mm-hmm. immoral activity relationship. You know, like like I think a third. Oh, I'm sorry. It, but yeah. I think a third of all murders, if I remember correctly, were uh, was a result of love triangles, you know? And right. th- that's something that, yeah, the brain might be involved in there somewhere, but it's also some external uh, stimuli that's making somebody get so crazy that they're going to do something like that. Well, I think it's, well, the reason I always think it comes back to the brain is I think there's got to be something zigging when it's supposed to be zagging in your brain mm-hmm. to let you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to go kill that guy. Yeah. Everybody has the dark thoughts. Everybody has the thoughts of like, I'm fucking, uh, you know, where where you have that seething anger and you're like, I got to go in the other room and breathe right now because I'm going to punch a hole in the wall. Everybody gets to that place. That's a prehistoric emotion that we have. Right. But most people. Suppress it. Not to even suppress it. You go let it out on a fucking punching bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you scream into a pillow, whatever your thing is. And. And that's it. It's gone. You get over it. Very few people are able to go step by step like, okay, now I'm going to go get a gun. That's true. Then you're in the gun store. Still no second thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, this seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. When do I get the gun? Five days. Okay, you go (laughs) home. You think about it for five days. This, I'm doing it. Yeah. You get the gun. You get the, it's, it's this fucking process. That if you want to, I mean, in most cases, I realize in some cases you just pick up a rock and hit a guy in the head. Yeah, yeah. But most times it's like planning a vacation. 
Think about what the, the, the inner turmoil that you go through when you're planning a vacation. Oh, I like, know. Yeah. Christ, am I really going to spend this money? This is too much of a commitment. Am I going to bring this girl? I don't know if I like her. I know. You why, know. Why am I picturing this like being a new sitcom with you? Like you're a murderer, but you're just like, <laughs> oh, come on. This is going to suck. Another good <laughs> web series. That's a great web series. Yeah, that's Every that's episode is him trying to murder somebody. He's just like. I, this is just too much. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's paperwork. Just and it's like, ah, oh, now I got to hide shit and I got to <laughs> clean. I can't even clean my fucking apartment. I got to clean this crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him just uh, talking to yeah. a doctor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So if I, if you were to hit a guy this way, <laughs> which way would bl the blood splatter? Yeah. Why are you asking me this? I just, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Just ah, forget it. It's yeah. just too much. Uh, that's so yeah. great. We just gave each other a new web series. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so my point is, is if you can get through that run of activities and thoughts and planning sessions mm -hmm. and still go through with the murder, there's something wrong with your fucking head. Yeah, yeah. Or at least the way, one way to phrase it would be that your brain doesn't fit in with the society that we have now. Like you, you never That's developed true. that thing that you need in order to evolve, which is the same uh, you know, like the things that we used to be afraid of, like jumping out of plane, people are doing that now because they're suppressing that fear because they know that rationally they're going to survive because now they have a parachute. You know, these people yeah. aren't learning how to um, suppress that thing so that they can exist in this modern society. And here's the here's the other side of that whole argument, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're born too late. Maybe you're born too early. Maybe there's going to be like The Purge, like that movie The Purge one yeah. day. And it's going to be like, that's where we are. You're allowed to kill people once oh, a yeah. year. Maybe that's, maybe that's where science will end up or, or, or the law or the government, whatever, where they're sitting back and going, it's okay. We get it. We can't fight it. We've learned so much about ourself, ourselves in these last whatever thousands of years. And uh, we've realized that murder is just a normal thing. It's just a thing so you're going to want to do. Try to make it not happen to you. Try yeah. to protect yourself. And do it on this one day, and it's okay. I yeah. mean, you can be born... It's it's it was such a startling realization to me that you truly can be born in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like I always thought that was bullshit up until about six months ago, maybe a year. I always thought it was bullshit. I always thought it was an excuse to go to not dust yourself off and, and pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go do what you need to do. Time. Yeah, exactly. But then I just started to think, no, you can be totally born oh, yeah. at the worst time. Black guy born during slavery, easiest and best example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just were born. It sucks. It was a shit deal. That's it. Yeah. It was just a shit deal. That's yeah. it. You know that's what I mean? Right. Yeah, no. It's horrible. That's completely true. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. And then, um, you know, I've watched all these shows like Walking Dead and the, um, you know, Lost, the survival. Kind of, you mentioned Lord of the Flies. They're all kind of playing off of that where there was a civilization and all of a sudden now they're not in it. They're in... Um, a survival instinct mode sure. and they always have fun with the character who all of a sudden starts doing really well in this environment mm -hmm. because they're a little bit sociopathic they're strong they have no problem you know that becomes the new morality is you have to be able to kill or be killed so just because of the changing uh environment suddenly and and that and that's true i'm looking at if you look at a lot of the internet um e what do they call them e-zines or whatever you know like BuzzFeed, you know, 10 things you can do to improve yourself, you know, all these dumb things that you see on the internet. But the trend is basically that they are a little bit more of what we used to call kind of sociopathic than they used to be, you know, and right. they're a little bit more pragmatic. 
there's very little attention to, you know, uh, you know, being um, thoughtful of others or, you know, it, it, there's a lot more uh, people talking about, you know, stop worrying about others. You have to stop that. If you want to get ahead, you have to oh, just... Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, you just see so much of that. Totally. And that Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. you know, survival man. Yeah. Uh, shit, that's never that far away. I mean, we see it come out pretty bad on Survivor. Oh, yeah. Just put them on an island and have them compete for a million bucks. It starts to come out. Yeah. On Survivor, if I guarantee you, and this is, I'm saying it like this is some startling revelation. It's not. Realization, it's not. It's just what it is. I guarantee you, you put people on the Survivor Island and you go, Guys, you're in uncharted waters. There are literally no rules down here, so you can murder this season. Mm-hmm. They would do it. Yeah, they would do it. They yeah. would absolutely do it. It's mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. Yeah, the, the 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 disintegration of ethics. How quickly it occurs. And I know there's orchestrations coming from behind the camera, and they're trying to create drama and tension, and whatever. But it's just not that far away. Carlin, what, what, would it be an episode if I didn't reference George Carlin, Ernie? <laughs> uh, Carlin has that great bit about in Life is Worth Losing where he's like, the breakdown of society is never that far away. All that would need to happen is we just need to lose power. And mm-hmm. that would be the start. And he goes through all the things that would happen. All the jails, the doors are locked by electric locks. They would open. Yeah. There'd be no light. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? There'd be no way to cook. There'd be no way to preserve food. And the breakdown begins. Yeah. There's the great episode of The Twilight Zone, The Monsters Come to Mayberry Street. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. the aliens take the power That's away. Great. Nothing works. No cars. Nothing that requires power and works. Everybody starts blaming each other. And, they turn uh, at each other. They literally yeah. have pitchforks by the end of the episode. Fascinating. That episode gets studied yeah, in like and philosophy at the end, classes. Just like, uh, see, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to kill anybody. We just let them kill themselves. Yeah, and yeah. then we can take over the planet. Yeah, yeah. They did a remake of that episode when they did in the in the I guess it was late nineties when they did the Forrest Whitaker rendition of the Twilight oh, yeah, Zone yeah. that he hosted. They did a remake of that episode. For some reason, I feel like Jason Bateman was in. Hmm, Somebody be. like kind of famous was in it. I can't. Well, he's really famous. That's why I'm thinking maybe it wasn't Jason. I don't know. Somebody was but in he, it. He wasn't that huge at that time. At that I mean, he time, he was always sort of the second fiddle in those shows. You yeah, know? but anyway, it's it's there's an episode. They do a remake of it, and but it's it's actually really cool what they do. There's an Arab family on the block, mm-hmm. and they start going. It's it's terrorists. It's Al Qaeda, and they all oh, start wow. turning on the Arab family. And then at the end, it's not aliens. It's the government being like, "This is from now on when we need to take over." Uh, a small community or country this is how we're going to do it mm-hmm. and it's it's cool it's pretty chilling yeah yeah it's pretty cool this is wait i'm sorry this is the early 90s maybe i missed this late thing. oh late, late 90s, 90s. In oh the, okay and like it was either the late 90s or like in like 2003 or oh something. yeah well i'm not somewhere around there. that rendition of it but, yeah um, forrest whitaker hosted a, a twilight zone reboot yeah it's, i mean it's okay it's got a few good episodes it's not great and it was after he won the Oscar for uh, Last King of Scotland. It was like oh, around wow. that time. Oh, well, that was not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, um, then he was just like on UPN hosting the Twilight. I was like, this guy must really love the Twilight that's, Zone. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, Do you have a lighter, by the way? Uh, I don't on me, no. Okay. But um, yeah, so, well, I'll just, 
I, I also want to make sure we get into uh, Nietzsche a little bit because he had a, Let's a, get into a book it. called The Genealogy of Morals, which I always thought was fantastic. It's, um, it's extremely subversive and um, it's anti-religious, but and I'm going to do my best layman's uh, ability to kind of paraphrase it. I mean, I studied it back in college, but um, it's the the idea of morality in the beginning uh, before religion was whoever was the strongest was the one that would survive. And it was a little bit more like the animal kingdom kind of thing. And, um, and then all of a sudden the people that were the ones that were being the ones that were losing would say to themselves, well, you know what, after this, after we die here, we get to go to another place where it's the opposite. We're actually the ones on the top, and they're the ones who um, are suffering. Really? So the heat. So yeah. So basically, it was. They basically made that up. Yeah, I was going to say it's just a fantasy. Yeah. That, that okay, you suffer here, then you go on to the next world where you're a king, yeah. and they suffer. And it was just some sort of a survival mechanism, like it's something to give them hope. Like their brains would, just started doing that. Would it spin? forever like would after uh, you were no king, no i it, mean basically it what it was, was it was the invention of heaven basically it was, it was um yeah it was that's no, for, all, for all of eternity um they're going to be better off it's like no we're being oppressed in this yeah. life then what happens the next time is that we get to watch that i mean it's not too far from saying that you're going to get 70 virgins you know if you shoot you know yeah. if you commit a suicide act um, it's the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah, that's which, exactly what it is, and and so that yeah. eventually turns into religion, which uh, which Nietzsche didn't like, and he actually thought it led to a certain form of nihilism, which is, what's the point of living? Why don't you just sit and wait this out? Absolutely, it sucks until you get to that great place, and that's where suicide bombing comes. It's it's absolutely ridiculous to me, the that anybody who considers themselves to be um, religious, let's say Christian or whatever. I'm not trying to bash just Christians in general, but just to keep it about religion or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you to look at the people who committed suicide in Al-Qaeda and call them cowardly or whatever the heck, uh, to say that what they were doing is wrong, well, that what do you, what do you think that uh, Patrick Henry, who was the famous guy who said, give me liberty or give me death, Mm-hmm. That is the credo of a suicide bomber. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what he's saying, and that's a big American patriot, you know. Right. So, and it's like, and that's exactly what what Nietzsche was saying too. It's just like, uh, your your life here is so stupid that you might as well just take it away and not do anything with it, right? Because you're going to go to this other place. And all right. religions say the exact same thing. Well, so the, these these people who did the seventy virgin thing, they're not that crazy, you it, know. It's why. It's why I always say, um, you know, if I, I wish that I believed in heaven because I wouldn't care. And if I did believe in heaven, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in a Motel 6 with a bag of heroin. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's blow it out and yeah, yeah. let's get up. This is this is just salad down here. Oh, let's absolutely. get up to where the steak is. Exactly. You know, so like, I totally agree with that. I never understood why Christian people or Catholic people or any religious people, again, not picking on one group, um, cried at funerals i never got it i was like it's like oh this is... they're in the best place possible now why are you what do you cry and also you're gonna see them yeah in like maybe maybe a couple days you don't know yeah, yeah. you don't know when the when your yeah, numbers are still up, there you know but um you're, you're gonna see them soon enough and it's, it's gonna be awesome uh, and um it, the other one is 
Well, was it Geraldo who had the classic line about why does the, the Pope have a bulletproof car? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That always made me laugh. The, yeah, the, yeah. The whole and, idea. And, and it's a perfect way to say exactly what we're saying. Yeah, I mean. Well, it's also um, a perfect way to say is how much of a believer is this guy if he's walking around afraid to die. Oh, I know. I mean, Christ, you know, if the stories are true, was walking down, was literally on top of a donkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't have some like makeshift. You know, oh, put know. that uh, put that burlap around my head. Let's see if that can stop a flying rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, Literally yeah. walked into the belly of the beast. Like, all right, I'm here. Put the thorns on me and whatever. Yeah. And the Pope's cruising around like, you know, with like the Secret Service. Oh, I know. Him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, if you really did believe that. Oh, cool. There's something you said. Henry just said, oh, cool, because I passed him a cigarette, just so everybody knows what just happened. So it doesn't sound like you're crazy, but you just went, oh, cool. <laughs> um, we just had some epiphany. Yeah, um, there's something you said at the very beginning of the podcast that I really want to get back to. Um, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you referred to people being happy because they're essentially aloof. And I totally agree with that. When you kind of look out at the world... And you start to ponder these things, right versus wrong, morality. Why is that guy a dick or is he a dick? And what you start to think, Jesus Christ, the only way to really be happy in this life is to tune the fuck out. And there's a million ways to tune out. Some people use alcohol, some people use drugs, some people use both. Some people do it through their kids. Their focus is 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 a day of, you know, working ten hours, then coming home and the, the kids and getting them to bed and they don't have time to stop or think or breathe. Some people just immerse their themselves in their careers. But everybody, food, sex, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everybody that doesn't care or just just blatant, you know, just checked out stupidity, crazy, yeah. whatever it is. But everybody that doesn't seem to give a shit has some drug they're taking, mm -hmm. whether it's literal or, or figurative, um, that is keeping them in that state. I don't know anybody that really thinks about this stuff and really ponders it that's oh, that's happy go lucky. Oh yeah, no. Well, Let's Nietzsche wound up dying. Yeah, of syphilis, I think. Um, that's nice. Yeah, but it's sort of like yeah. The, the guy's looking out, going, "What's the fucking point? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! I'm, am I going to be a king in the next <laughs> life or a fucking peasant? Ah, yeah, yeah. Just banging hookers. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Well, it was it. Uh, yeah, the H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, Invisible Man, or not the Invisible Man? That was the whole wrong thing. Um, the time machine. Yeah where he goes in the future and there's this whole civilization of happy people that live above ground that are just like subliterate, you know, almost just dumb, like happy-go-lucky people who have n no intelligence at all. But that's the one that wound up evolving because they were just better at living. You know? Are those are the people where like the crab monsters are and stuff? Yeah, there's, there's uh, I can't remember what the names, the Morlocks were the ones who live underground. They're the, the working class, and then there were the people that lived up, up above ground. But the, the main thing that I remember was that they were um, basically stupid but happy. Right. And that was, the, that was sort of the way that he saw um, human civilization going. Because well, if, you're, if you're too intelligent and you think about this stuff, chances are you're not really going to be. Well, morality without question affects morale. There's yeah. no question that it does. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes of all time is, again, uh, I'm saying again, did I already reference Frank Zappa in this podcast? No, not yet. Oh, I talked about The Meek Shall Inherit the Earth. He had a song called The Meek Shall Inherit Nothing because 
I, that's that's just the greatest con of all time by that could have been the name of one of Nietzsche's books actually. yeah yeah it's it's such a great con like hey guys stay poor don't worry the gold's coming oh yeah meanwhile they're up in some fucking palace surrounded by you know ivory statues and stuff um but he one of my favorite quotes of all time is from frank zappa where somebody said to him you know why do you think you turn on the radio in the morning and hear substandard music versus stravinsky why don't more people accept a more complicated music in the mainstream as entertainment? And he said, because it's good for morale. Nobody wants to wake up and listen, hear Stravinsky and go, that guy's a millionaire. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> and then he has to go to his warehouse shop. He's like, yeah, a yeah. guy wants to get up and hear something where he goes, that guy's a millionaire and I could do that. Yeah. And then he goes. Oh, that's good. And, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, we see that now, obviously, with reality TV. That's all it is, is us looking at other people that are acting like well, yeah, savages. Just, Justin Bieber came out of YouTube, you know, and that's just sort of a success story that everybody, you know, and that, that's kind of what Elvis was, too. I mean, if there's somebody who can compose a ballet the way Tchaikovsky did, it's like, well, nobody can ever do that. So there's, it doesn't really inspire hope in the average person. Right. It, it and makes I, you feel inferior. Yeah, and I think this morality argument works in the same way that um, complicated art, or, or entertainment works, it, it, you know, when you start to think about morality and all these questions and things, that starts to make you say, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. This is a lot. This is a lot to be out in this world with these people, in this culture, in this society, trying to figure out the right way to do it. It's too much. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not thinking about it. I'll be aloof to it, and then I'll just be happy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll want to get out of bed in the morning. You know yeah. what I mean? It's you know it's hard to get out of bed when when if you wake up thinking about like the evil in the world and how deep that evil really goes you know <laughs> what I mean and and then whether or not it's actually evil yeah or just you know the, the, uh, the wrong people being in the wrong places or whatever it is whatever's causing all of it yeah but yeah no Zappa if you watch there's a there's an on YouTube you can watch this old Crossfire remember the really early Crossfire like in the eighties. Yeah. It was Seen like that. Novak, and um, there's basically the the two liberals and the two conservatives. Um, Zappa was one of the liberals, and yeah. and literally all three of them, even the liberal guy, were all against Zappa. <laughs> and if you look at it now, it's like it's literally to me, not literally, but it's sim- it's similar to watching like video of a bunch of cavemen and one of them's trying to light a fire and every once in a while he gets a spark and the other ones just laugh at how stupid he is right and he's like no i really think this is gonna happen right. it's like no what are you doing you idiot right because now all he's saying is like yeah do i think child molestation's wrong of course do i think that a singer can't sing a song about it absolutely not i think you should be able to sing about anything that you want right you should be able to talk about anything you want and that's all he was saying and they were like yeah but child molestation come on it's like yeah anything i mean joe like you are all of the albums that all of us comics are making right now (laughs) in the 80s they would have been against all of them i mean we talk about (laughs) shit that they would have been just blown away by you know but that was a real argument and that's what zappa was trying to say it's like no you should be able to talk about anything yeah, that's what free speech means. Yeah, well, it's a great line from Larry Flint. Free speech is not being able to say the thing you love to say; it's being able to hear the thing you hate to hear. Yes, I'm paraphrasing it, but 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 that really is what it is. And I mean, that guy just met hell. What's the guy? Yeah, the, what's the classic one about? Um, 
I don't remember who said it, but, uh, you know, I hate what that man's saying, but I defend to the death his ability to say it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's where, again, this, like, this morality argument gets so muddied. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, look, do I think it's wrong? Do I think it's immoral to call a woman a bitch? In a, in the most derogat in a derogatory way, and not a fun, funny way, you know, or you're making a joke or something yeah, yeah. like that. But in a derogatory way, because your intention is to keep her down, or even more a worse, a cunt or whatever. Of course, I think that's wrong. Yeah. But do I think it should be banned or illegal? No, I don't. And that's when I start to go. Well, then, if it shouldn't be illegal, then is it really immoral? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's. It's such a tough thing. It's such a tough thing to uh, yeah, figure out. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that recently as I get older. I'm just like, why am I going with bitch instead of idiot, you know, when I'm talking about a girl? Like, right. why don't I just say idiot? Because that is a that doesn't have anything to do with their gender or who they are or what they are. It's just saying that I don't agree with what that person's saying. You know, you know what? I'm th- not going to say, what a bitch. You know? Well, yeah, you know what I think that is? Um, and I think you see it racially when, with people. Sure. Uh, and I think you see it with sexual preference and stuff like that. I think when somebody is truly affected by the other person, when they're truly offended by another person, um, you know, I think the, the animal instinct, again, the lizard brain instinct is to go, I want to hurt you to your core. Mm -hmm. I might not be a misogynist, but I know this word will hurt you because you're a woman, for instance. So if I say bitch, that's offensive to you. And I'm trying to offend you right now. I'm not trying to offend women. I'm trying to offend you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I see, yeah. So I think that's why so much of the time people will go to words like that mm-hmm. in anger. Yeah. And then you go, well, do you think that? And then they go, of course I don't think. Jesus, what am I, a monster? And you and uh, I, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I, it can get pretty dicey, obviously. Um I think we should bring back the word beast. Like, you, if you call a person a beast, it's non-gender specific. Um, I say pigs. It's insult- yeah, pigs is good. I say pigs, and it's kind of like what I say for everybody. And and like Black Sabbath used it, more pigs. Right. Well, and people often think like, if I say oh, that girl's a pig, people will go, yeah. Jesus, Joe, why? Because and I go, no, no, no. Don't try to figure out why. It's not because she's a girl. It's because yeah. she's a pig. And I say it about guys too. You know, uh, Leonard Cohen used to say hounds. You know, if you can, if you can get past the hounds that try to get at you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's good to have your one word for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And you go, this is just a bad person. I just put this. This is my word for bad people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's colorless. It's genderless. No, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, going back to the uh, the sort of evolution of people and how we we need to sort of adapt um there i was watching a documentary about the big uh you know the the, the big uh the storming of the beaches at normandy I was say, I don't know. you know the uh, the, the opening scene of uh saving uh, private ryan you know where basically they're their philosophy was so the documentary was about Normandy. Yeah, it wasn't about it, no, the it was opening a, it, scene of Saving no, no, no. It, it, was, it was about the mission okay. that they were about to do, which right. was basically a suicide mission. It was kind sure. of like what those guys did on the planes, you know, at nine eleven. But and they were told 
listen, half of you are going to be dead. And um, they were reading letters that these guys had written to their um, spouses. And they said, listen, um, there's going to be about a 50-50 chance that I'm going to live through this. Right. If I don't live, I'll see you on the other side. And that's what they all said. Right. Can you imagine trying to convince those same people now into doing that without them having that belief in religion? It's a lot harder. Yeah. And yet we needed that. You know, that was a, a very important victory for our history, you know, right. and, you know, it, it was for the greater good, you know. And, um, but th- the thing is, we evolved partly because of all those people's sacrifice, but those people probably wouldn't made, have made that sacrifice if they hadn't been indoctrinated that there was going to be something be- better Who knows? for them. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's such a tough call. You know, I, I kind of laughed when I saw the, I'm dying to see the new Godzilla. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. It looks amazing. But I kind of laughed at the, the speech that they're giving the troops in the movie that are about to go try to fight Godzilla in the trailer. Yeah. And the and the the sergeant or general whoever it is, military guy goes uh, goes. I would not ask any of you to do this mission if I did not have full faith in your abilities to succeed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not what they would say. They didn't say that at nine eleven. Like that's that's why the nine eleven guys are heroes because it, it it's been said over and over. They knew they were probably not going to come out of those buildings alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they say to you. They kind of say, like, look, dude, uh, yeah. you might not make it. Yeah. So if they're saying that at 9-11 and at the beach in Normandy, I don't think they'd not say it when we were fighting <laughs> a radioactive lizard. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. But you're, but you're right. It's, it's, but here's the thing. Maybe the, the twist of that speech, which is maybe that's the evolution of the speech. It used to be you'll end up on the other side, and that makes you go, okay, it's fine. Maybe now it's just... You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so go do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the new way to do it. it somehow or another, you're gonna have to bullshit somebody into doing something. You know? It's it's crazy. So then, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. We have to figure out the answer to morals in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we have to f- complete the equation. We comics to need it. to come up with this thing right now. Yeah. So then nobody else has to worry about it. Forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel bad for everybody. Uh, yeah, I know. To worry about this stuff. That's right. At the end of the day, how do you live your life? Is it just I've got my set of rules? I'm going to try to proceed along the guidelines of my. S- Something just happened. It just beeped. And- Okay, is that going to, do we need to reset? Let's say at the end of the day or uh, pick it up from, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, I'll just say it again because now it's weird. Um, Because at the end of the day, sorry, at the end of the day, what do you do? Do Do you say, okay, I have my rule set. I'm going to try to follow it. I'm going to live by my guidelines and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Mm. Or do you say, I've got my sort of a, a, a book of rules here. I'm going to try to apply them to other people. I'm going to try to do the, the, the sort of, quote, Christ-like thing, unquote, and try to inspire people to live by them because I think it's a good way to live. I'm not saying preach on a tree stump somewhere. I'm just saying, hey, Henry and I are friends. If Henry does a thing that I think is immoral, it's my duty to say to him, Henry, you shouldn't do that, man. Or... 
Am I out of place for doing that? You know, that's that, uh, that this is the question that was posed at the beginning that I can never figure out. You know, because when people say it to you, it's kind of like, hey, fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck are you saying that to me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, you know, if you see an old lady walking across the street and who's having a hard time and there's cars coming and you, do you go help her? Or do you say, hey, look, that's that doesn't help me at all. It doesn't do anything. There's no God. <laughs> what the hell is the point? I think you help her because well, you're just like, you know, I want to I want to try to make this as peaceful of a thing. And the same reason that you're not cruel to animals. I mean, there's really nothing keeping us from doing it except for a general sense in our brain somewhere that just says that it's wrong. And not everybody feels that way, but that's just sort of like, all right. I do think you help the old lady without question. Mm hmm. My question is, when your buddy goes, I'm not helping her, I don't care, is it your duty to say to him, dude, you help the old lady, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Or is it your duty to say, his morality is not my business? I think the latter. Yeah, because otherwise it turns into that bloodshed thing that you were talking about. It's like, well, he's got his, I got mine, we could either fight about it to the death or we can realize that they're both arbitrary but doesn't it also turn into the bloodshed thing if you don't? Sometimes it will, yeah. Morality? Because, well, that's that's one of the big things with abortion. It's like uh, hardcore Christians really do think that when you commit an abortion that you are killing a baby. So yes. if you in your brain thought that babies were being killed, how far would you go? You know, you would bomb things. You know, right. you, you would think that, well... If there's babies being killed, I need to do anything I can to stop that happening. You know, that's part of the whole hypocrisy about it. Because I want to tell people, look, if do you really think that babies are being killed? Is that what, really what you're thinking? Then why aren't you even more into this? Right. You know, you should be insane about this. You shouldn't just be going to work. You should be spending every minute of your day. So, right. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, eventually, with science and understanding and everything will will all come to an agreement about whether or not this really is a wrong thing to do you know and um, Here, here's you know. what the agreement is the matrix yeah that's the agreement everybody goes oh jesus god uh, the bad guys of the matrix were the robots and the agents they were the fucking good guys <laughs> they were the guys that were like look i'm gonna plug you into these machines you're fucking everything up yeah yeah We'll plug you into these machines. You'll be in pods. You live in a dreamland. It's fine. Yeah. You have a nice life. Nobody gives Everything a shit. Works There's out. no problems. Yeah. Nobody's really dying in here. Yeah. It's yeah. all just a big illusion. That's right. That's the lesson. Jesus Christ. I think we just figured the it matrix. out. We need to pray that 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 the matrix happens. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. That's it. Or um yeah, no, I I honestly think uh overall that uh, if you just sort of act in a way that you think that if everybody else acted that way and if that was the law, then you'd be okay with it. And that, that, sure. that's, that's what has affected the last several hundreds of years of uh, moral, you know, influence, you know. Right. Well, I guess that maybe is the ultimate thing. And my, Mike, my friend Mike Robinson, uh, who's a very funny comic and songwriter, said to me before... Um, Happiness is not a peak experience. Mm -hmm. It's it's a gradual build. Uh, it's a steady pace. Um, and the only thing that matters at the end of the day is asking yourself, was I kind today? Did I do what I had to do? Because I said to him, do you give, what do you do? Do you give money to the homeless guy? 
or do you say he's probably hustling me? Yeah. You know, there's so many articles about professional beggars and stuff like that. And he goes, doesn't matter, dude. What matters is, did you want to be kind or not? Doesn't matter if he hustled you. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he didn't. You either world. gave him the money because you wanted to be kind or you didn't and then put that kindness somewhere else, whatever it is. But that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I guess if you can live like that and live, uh, you know, sort of in a, uh, 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 you know, have your coexistence with others uh, as they also sort of live their own interpretation of that same philosophy, then we're good. We're not punching each other in the face at the office. Yeah. We're not peeing on each other's doorsteps and we're not fucking each other's wives. Hopefully, the last one is probably less likely to happen than the first two. But yeah. what's a little Or sex? if you can make yourself stupid, that's really the secret. Because then you will be happy no matter what. And that's, and where, that's what drinking does. Yeah. So that's where we end up. Drink. I'm going to make myself stupid tonight. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm going to make myself real stupid tonight. You and I'll bet philosophy is the last thing I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll be uh, happy. There it is. There it is. So make yourself <laughs> stupid. Pray for the Matrix. One mm -hmm. of those two things, and you'll be good. Henry, this was great having you on. Do you want to plug anything? Thanks, man. Uh, you know, uh, I, I love uh, when people watch those videos. Henry's Kitchen. I have Henry's Gym. I've got one episode of Henry's Gym out there, and I'm going to do a part two coming up. I love it. Is it like and, Henry's uh, Kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to do a whole bunch of things. I, if I had the budget, I would do Henry's uh <laughs> pilot lessons airline pilot <laughs> lessons that would be just great just fucking that up you know oh that's so but, funny um, yeah, yeah for, for funny. if any of you haven't seen it henry's kitchen is it's henry doing a cooking show in his apartment <laughs> and it's the saddest cooking show he fucks everything up everything i love that everything is being done for one because it, the yeah. loneliness of that <laughs> like just it's it's so fucking funny i actually have a question about the show sure. before we leave here do you, I said this the other day when we were watching it, I was watching it with Karen Kilgariff and, and Matt McCarthy and a bunch of people that work on the Pete Holmes show uh, with me and, uh, and I with them. Um, we were watching it and I said, I, you always cook everything like totally wrong. Like you'll put like a cup's worth of chili in the oven for like six hours. Yeah. And I was like, I think he really cooks it for that long just to see what will happen <laughs> to it. Do you do that? or? Yeah, well, it's, it's usually the, the fuck ups. I try to be a little subtle with it because I don't want it to be just a show about fucking up food. You know, yeah. I feel like, so I sometimes it sort of comes out all right, but then I'll throw it away by accident or it's just something dumb or if I forget to turn the oven on or whatever. But um, they're usually me doing them for the very first time. The chili one, it was the second time I made chili, but I recreated the mistakes I made the first time. I used tomato paste instead of tomato sauce. <laughs> so that was a real Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up with this ball. <laughs> And it had beans sticking out of it. It was ridiculous. And I completely overcooked it. But uh, And I put too much salt. But um, yeah, usually I'm doing them the first time. So uh, the one that I recently did about um, pot pie, you know. I love that one. Like trying to, to separate this pie uh, crust thing was just a pain in the ass. But I was like, oh, this is great because it's, it's really happening. Yeah, but it, it's hilarious. Well, my know? favorite thing that you've done is... I first of all, I can't believe you actually used tomato paste instead of sauce. That's like such a big laugh. And I don't know, like, sauce and the, paste, I don't know what the hell the difference I is. I can't believe that. I it looks the same. I laughed so hard. I was like, who the fuck would ever think those are the same thing? <laughs> I literally do. Um, it's so different. You use tomato paste to thicken a tomato sauce. Well, I mean, it's you're like Italian, blue. right? See, I don't know this <laughs> stuff. But uh, 
That's so great. It still comes in a red and white can at the supermarket. Yeah, and it's, and it's red itself. It's like paste sauce. What the hell? Uh, and then I, my favorite part in all of them is when you try to cut the tomato in the chili episode, and the tomato is just folding in on itself. And you're like, <laughs> as you can see, I should have used a sharper knife. And Which I, was I like, didn't have at the time, yeah. You're literally using a butter knife to cut, yeah. per, to cut tomatoes. And I was like, I've made that mistake. The fact that he realized that's a common mistake <laughs> and how funny visually it is to watch somebody try to cut a tomato with a dull knife. Like, it's brilliant. Watch it so he can get money from somebody to do the flying one yeah, where God yeah. knows what the fuck will happen in a plane. But, uh, but watch these shows. And, uh, and Henry, thanks so much for, for being on, man. Thanks, I really Joe. appreciate it. Good to be here. Man.